Welcome to the Endurance Horse Podcast, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals, and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair, and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Endurance Horse Podcast. This episode is dedicated to Iron Oak, which is near Arkdale, Wisconsin. My GPS tells me, though, from the trails that that was in Strong's Prairie, which I had not heard of. I always refer to this as Arkdale. But I think that's a pretty cool name for the location of an endurance ride called Iron Oak. Strong's Prairie, Iron Oak seems to go together. When I first started riding at Iron Oak, it was a novice ride in 2007, I think, and I say that because prior to 2012, I cannot find Iron Oak on the AERC website. So somebody can please correct me if I'm wrong, because I would love to know the beginning history of the ride. And for Yamekra, for some reason, which is our regional club, my records only go back to 2007, even though I started riding a few years prior to that. Um, So the earliest I could find that I rode at Iron Oak was in April of 2007. I do think that was my first experience with Iron Oak, and it was in April, it was near my birthday, and it was in a town called Sauk City, Wisconsin, or near there. My memory, if it serves me correctly, was that the drive up to the base camp was this long, winding, single-track driveway that you hoped and prayed another rig was not driving down the opposite direction of because it really was a single road and there was nowhere else to go. And it was winding and up this huge hill. There was a cozy cabin for ride meetings, which was a great place to keep warm. And that time of year in Wisconsin, you need a great place to keep warm. There was a huge covered arena with no sides on it for the vetting. So whether it was raining or cold, it was super great to go under there It was a great place for vetting in. The ride area felt like surely the highest point for miles around. And I point this out because I remember my first time there being a thunderstorm. But the biggest memory I have is the super friendly volunteers who were putting this ride on. They were from the Midwest Distance Driving Association. And I especially remember Wes and Wes, (laughs) both drivers, both jovial and both super friendly people to be around. This was way back when Jim and I had a single cab pickup truck, a two horse trailer with no tack room, and we brought Junior, our 17 two hand draft cross, to an endurance ride. He kind of stuck out. The ride was near the time of my birthday, and so maybe that's why Iron Oak is a special ride to me. And I was thrilled to be able to do a ride on my birthday, and maybe that is why Iron Oak has a special place in my heart. I'm sure it is. Though I also think it has to do with all of the wonderful, warm people that in spite of the cold went out of their way to be friendly. We felt so welcomed at this event every time, even though our freakishly large horse that we had and that me myself with endurance was greener than spring grass, they still welcomed us. We were able to have a great time in spite of a thunderstorm. I remember being in awe of the fact that we rode out anyway. When I was like, are we still going? Yep, we're going. (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> and then suddenly realizing that my horse had metal shoes on and there was lightning and we were on the highest hill in that county, I am sure. And I was on absolutely the tallest horse in the group. That too, I am sure of. And I thought, yikes, though we made it through soaking wet and cold, but with a warm welcome back at the cabin. I remember also the first time I rode Iron Oak at the newer location in Arkdale, and it was roughly 40 degree rain and rain again. I was so cold, and Dr. Russ, I remember telling me, it's not really, you don't know how cold you're going to be until your unders area gets soaked with freezing rain. And crude as that may have been, it was a completely true statement. And I can tell you, I soon knew exactly what he was talking about and that he was correct. I was so cold, I could not stop my teeth from chattering. Junior was kept plenty warm by all the coolers and blankets, but there I was, teeth clamoring together like an idiot, and I couldn't stop them. I had never been so cold in my life. For a few years, life and fostering kept me from competing. It just depended on who was living with us at the time and whether I could ride, and a lot of times I couldn't ride, and I knew that I couldn't ride enough to get a horse fit, so I had better not compete. So I had to bow out for a few years. If you look at my ride record, it's very sporadic. I still have not reached my first big goal, which is 1,000 miles, but God willing, next year I will. So I missed out on a few iron oaks, though I can tell you I made it back as soon as I could. What enchants me about this ride now is its new location and the time of year. It seems that the colors are just starting at their peak there in Arkdale. And I have to admit to being enchanted by the glowing colors carpeting the forest floor. Every direction you look is gold and glowing orange and it's just beautiful, beautiful. It's just like a this moment in time where there's a few weeks of the year that you get to experience the beauty that is that. I'm looking forward to sharing with you the wonderful audio sent down from four states, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota. Without further ado, I bring to you the stories from Iron Oak 2019. Thank you, Ruth Casserly, Alice, and Ray Hubert for being some of the kindest ride managers I have ever met. Hi, my name is Jen Moore, and I am from La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I ride in the Midwest region in the United States. Every fall, I get to look forward to my favorite ride, Iron Oak, which is run by the Midwest Distance Driving Association and spearheaded by the incredible Ruth Casserly. Held in Wisconsin at Eucharity Campground on the Castle Rock Trail System, which is between the small towns of Arkdale and Nesita, this ride can be notoriously challenging. The trails at first look pretty benign. There's flat terrain, mostly wooded, some road riding on minimal maintenance roads, sand in spots, dirt in others, hawk grabbing roots everywhere, and the occasional mushroom hunter. The weather for this ride tends to be anything but predictable. We have had years like fabled iron soak, where anything and everything was sodden in torrential downpours that lasted the entire weekend. 
and we have had years where the weather seems milder, warm even. But there's always threat of metabolic issues, it seems. It's almost like there's a microclimate in this area because of the lake and the wetlands nearby that tend to make for some really sneaky humidity issues that can catch you even on a cold day. It ends up really being a surprisingly technical ride, and I feel like horse and rider pairs with good foundations and bonds tend to do the best at this one working as partners. You do, however, need to be on alert at this ride, even though it's usually held during one of the most beautiful weekends of the year in the beginning of October, which can be completely distracting. This ride was my first ride in 2013, and as a newcomer to the sport of endurance, I was terrified. I've got pretty bad anxiety, and doing new things is super hard for me. My husband and I went to the ride really with no expectations. I wanted to do the ride, but I was also letting myself have the leeway that if I couldn't, that was okay too. We took the week off to spend at the campground to celebrate our anniversary that year on October 8th. So we were able to see everyone kind of coming into camp and setting up and, you know, I was sort of spying on everybody and seeing like how they did everything and getting super nervous, but we, we did kind of get the lay of the land. And the evening before the ride, we were sitting by the fire and I was kind of giving myself another pep talk when two people came and approached our fire, offering brownies in exchange for warmth. That evening, I ended up meeting two people who were going to become two of my closest friends, Deb and Janet. They helped me with their own pep talks, and then I just finally made the decision to go for it, and I did. The next morning, we did our first novice ride. That was years ago, and now over even a thousand miles ago. Since then, my husband and I have made a tradition of spending our anniversary weekend at Iron Oak Ride Camp. He, of course, has <laughs> his group of admirers, and he ends up crewing and feeding and helping and being ride husband to all of my friends, which is okay. I totally don't mind sharing. My horse, Sydney Rain, formerly Fancy Creek Force, is an off-the-track standardbred trotter that I adopted in the fall of 2011 from the American Standard Bread Adoption Program out of DeSoto, Wisconsin. He is over 16 hands of honest love. He has been just a joy to work with and is an incredible incredible partner on and off of the trail. Affectionately known as Big Sexy to most everyone, Sid is a handsome bay that has a stride that just eats up miles. He is just so stoic and full of heart that it makes meeting milestones like this year so much more meaningful. We hit that thousand mile mark together at Iron Oak this year, and I find it very fitting that we accomplished this goal where it all started. I wouldn't have gotten here without my husband, my ride family, and most importantly, my big sexy horse, Sid. I'm looking forward to many more miles together with my now 19-year-old partner in crime, Our ribbon-running days may be behind us, but we have many more miles ahead of us together in the future. Hello, everybody. This is Crystal Escala from Minnesota, and I am adding to the podcast about the Iron Oak Endurance Ride in, I think it's Arkdale, Wisconsin, and it's at the Eucharity Equestrian Campground, and it is... It's a beautiful campground. I really like that area. 
if the trails are really nice, um, there is tree roots you really have to watch out for, so I always worry about them. Left Friday from Minnesota. It was raining, lots and lots of rain. It even started snowing uh, when we left. We traveled the little over four hours to get there. We got there at like midnight um, because everything that could go wrong, you know, would go wrong before I could leave. So we got there and we have an open stock trailer. So put tarps up with some magnets to hold them to try to keep the wind out and the rain so that we could try to stay dry. And then we had a little Mr. Buddy heater in there. Um, the propane on the Mr. Buddy heater only lasts, I don't know, I think tops four hours. <clears throat> so usually by the time it needs to be changed, you're already warm and it's a real pain in the butt to change them. So we usually only get to use, run. we run two of them, but you only get that first four hours of warm. So our sleeping bags are made for staying warm. I think mine's at negative 30 or something and my son's is at negative 15. So at least once you're in them, you're warm, but getting out when it's cold like that, it just, you really don't want to. So I think um, we rode on Saturday, my son and I rode the 30 mile LD and I'm pretty sure we were at the back of the pack. But we just took it slow and steady and easy and made sure we weren't hitting any of those tree roots because we didn't want to get pulled. It was beautiful. I mean, it was cold and windy, but it was just beautiful. The, you know, the trails and out there when you're in the fall, it's always a beautiful trail ride no matter what the weather is. So we did our 30 miles. My son did it on his Mustang, uh, Mustang Sally, and I did it on Diamond. And we completed without much much trouble. Uh, we did end up meeting a rider on the trail that had fallen off of his horse. The horse had took off, so it was missing. He made it safely back to camp, but his wife continued. I ended up riding the end of, I believe at least the second loop with her and was very happy to see her meet her 5,000 mile uh, goal and she finished that and it was awesome and I was able to take some pictures and send them to her. That was Saturday and when we got done with our ride we put the horses away and then I went and volunteered in the vetting crewing whatever area until all the competitives were done um, and then potluck was great. It was really really cold but there was great food. Uh, there was chili and I think Victoria and her husband made that it was so nice to have warm, warm chili on such a cold day. Um, the ride manager, Ruth and Alice and Ray, they're all great. It's a well-organized ride. So then we went to bed and then I got up the next day. Of course, I couldn't talk my son into going back out because it was so cold still. But I went out, um, but I rode a different horse because I wanted to... The, the Saturday's ride had put me right under a thousand miles. And I brought my mare spirit. And if anybody remembers, talked about her in a previous podcast, she was injured in 2016 with some suspensory ligament tears in her rear, rear in her rear legs. And she was in a stall for probably nine or ten months. And she had, you know, we took brought her back very slowly. And this year I did a couple novices on her last year. And this year I've done a couple of LDs. It was just kind of significant that if I was going to hit my thousand miles, I thought maybe I should do it with her because the first, we started this sport together 
and I just love riding her. I'm not a real mare person, but I love my mare. She can be a pain in the butt, but she's she's my girl. And so I set out with the goal to finish my 1,000 miles and do it on her. We not only finished it, but we, I mean, we turtled it. We did, but we made it in very good time. We were, we rode with the competitive people most of that day. And I got to meet the infamous Binky Tunney, who is just as amazing in person as she sounds on the podcast. And that made me as happy as a pig in poop, as she would say. Uh, She was very fun to ride with. Her, Her horse wasn't feeling it on Sunday. And so she um, started, she needed something to keep her horse going, and she kind of ended up with us um, for part of the first loop. And then after I went out on the second loop, the competitives met me again, and then we rode the rest of that second loop together. And we, it was it was great. It was just a nice, beautiful, there's a lot of nice uh, scenery out there. And I got to talk with Binky. It was really, really fun. And um, we came in together. We seemed that her horse and my horse had this great relationship because it would be like, get away from me, but don't leave me. So, and we were laughing because her horse is white and my horse is black. And we were just, we were singing Ebony and Ivory and we had a great time. Um, And I finished that ride and completed and hit my thousand miles and we turtled it. And I was glad to finish it with her, and I was glad to turtle it. And I got a cool little alarm clock for the turtle award. So it's kind of, you know, I think that'll be my little reminder of the 1,000-mile mark, and especially since I got to do it with her. Um, I think that's all I have to say about Iron Oak. It's great. I love it. Um, The only thing would have made it better is if my friend Leslie could have come, because we usually go together but she was working a lot and wasn't able to come. So I think that's the only thing that could have made that better. Maybe if we had a little bit warmer weather, but you know, it's endurance. So (laughs) that's what we do. Um, All right, until our next adventure, we'll see you out on the trail. Hey, horsey friends, this is Binky Tunney coming at you from Sullivan, Wisconsin. I have been crazy busy lately because I just bought a barn house. Um, It's a barn that's a house. So, yes, I live in a barn. No, my horse doesn't live here. But uh, the barn he lives at is relatively close, so we're, like, almost neighbors. Um, So I've been moving and doing all these nutty DIY projects, and the army keeps finding reasons to kick me out of town. But Christina asked if I would talk about Iron Oak. So... I forced myself to take a moment to tell some stories. You know, stories are always such a laborious task. I hate telling stories. I would twist, twist my arm. Anywho, I need to backtrack a bit and talk about Titan's birthday. Because Titan turned 10 years old on July 27th. And we celebrated by attending the Bone Crusher ride. So the plan was to do back-to-back 30-mile CTRs. But Titan took third place on day one. Due to back soreness, due to saddle fit issues. So uh, there would be no day two for us. Now, I did this ride using saddle number six. And I was pretty sure saddle number six was the saddle 
that was actually going to work because it worked for us on the July 6th at Endless Valley. And this is just three weeks later. But no, that would be way too easy. So it was Titan's birthday. And I was like spiraling down the rabbit hole of despair, thinking I would never, ever find a saddle that would fit my baby. And I was a terrible horse mom for riding in yet another ill-fitting saddle and, and horrible, terrible things. And then I started drinking. <laughs> I was drinking good. I wasn't just drinking. I was drinking. Um, Marnie Gam was uh, vetting the ride, and she's an excellent equine Cairo. So I brought Titan over to her and got him adjusted. And then I like wandered around camp for a while, telling everybody I, I could find about my tale of woe. And that turned out to be like a very good decision because everyone kept mentioning that I need to t talk to this mysterious Kathy Sokup. Um, she was some kind of saddle guru and she just happened to be in attendance. So I crept around until I hunted her down. And I convinced her to come help me immediately because I clearly needed help and I, I was drunk. And she spent a good amount of time eyeballing and poking and prodding Titan um, while I continued to drink. And when she left, I immediately pulled out my smartphone and I ordered a brand new Thorogood T4 cup dressage saddle because in my mind, I heard her say... It's the magic saddle that will fit perfectly and nothing bad will ever happen again. And in really reality, I think she might have said something like that Thoroughgood might work. <laughs> well, um, either way, I used this new magic saddle um, at the Broadbuster ride in August. We took home back-to-back -back High Point Awards and I was once again happy as a pig in poop. We're talking cloud nine serious case of aquaphoria and the world was our oyster and life was good and God loves me and everything is great and fast forward to Iron Oak 2019 uh, managed by my dear friend Ruth Casserly uh, apparently I say Ruth's last name all wrong all the time but we are very good friends anywho this was the last ride of the season and Titan was really fit I had my new magic saddle there were, the freezing rain was not pouring from the sky, which is really odd because usually this ride comes with copious amounts of freezing rain. So that was a treat. Um, I thought to myself, surely we will dominate this ride. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was registering and a woman came up to me and said something like, I know that voice. You sound so familiar. And I was like, um, pig and poop? And she was like, yeah, Endurance Horse Podcast. And I was like, yeah, Endurance Horse Podcast. And well, well that turned out to be um, Crystal Esqueda. Um, and she comes up later in my story again. Anywho, the next morning, Titan was hangry. And I thought he was angry, but no, he was hangry. Because he saw all the nice green grass outside of his pen and he had been in dry lot jail for the last couple months because apparently he was breaking out of the pasture every night to mow the lawn, and it was just getting out of control. So little man got himself grounded, but not realizing this, uh, tacking him up was a painful task. Uh, he stomped on my ankle, which was not fun, uh, but I was worried he was going to be a fire-breathing dragon all day, so I tightened up his girth an extra knot, notch or two, 
um, just to be on the safe side. And we rode all, alone all day to avoid race brain type shenanigans. Um, and honestly, he was absolutely wonderful on the trail. I should have loosened his girth back to normal at the hold, but for some reason, I just didn't. And halfway through the second loop, he started to poop out on me. Uh, he just wasn't feeling it. I even had to get Christina's kids to help me, like, shoo him through camp. Actually, a lot of people had to shoo us through camp that weekend. We're talking, like, tossing clumps of dirt at his butt and smacking his rump with a raincoat and all kinds of craziness. Um, it had been a while since I actually used my spurs, but I was spurring, like, a rodeo bronc rider, and Titan was just planting his feet, and oh my god, it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Well, um, we were really late on the second loop, and I was worried we'd be significantly late, like maybe even too late to complete. Um, and I was just about to throw in the towel when two endurance riders, uh, which turned out to be Guy Worthington and his mother, <laughs> came storming out of nowhere. Like, their hair was on fire. And I was like, Titan, catch them! And bam, we're off to the races. And we rode their coattails for a couple of miles and then, you know, dropped back and walked in. And we've actually finished on time. Praise Jesus. Um, praise Jesus for sending me Guy and his mother. Anywho, we managed to pull off a third place ribbon that day. And since there was nothing physically wrong with Titan, we rode again the next day. Um, I expanded Titan's pen that night so he had access to some nice grass and he wasn't hangry in the morning. I was pretty proud of myself for figuring that out and tacking him up was fine. I did notice that my extra tight girth had caused some galls in his armpits, but I just treated them, put some diaper cream on, uh, left a loose girth and just continued the mission. Um, we start off alone again that day but he was just not feeling it. Um, so I realized that we would have to catch up to the other CTR riders in order to make it through camp. I don't know why Ruth designed the loops to go through camp. Um, either she's evil or maybe because it's a great training opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of a mind game for the horse. But I pushed the little man forward until we found the others. And this, too, is quite embarrassing because I've never been in a situation where, like, I need to plant my horse behind another horse in order for him to go forward willingly down the trail. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Well, on the second loop, we very quickly ran into Crystal, and she was doing a slow LD on her gated mare, and us CTR riders were sort of leapfrogging with Crystal for a while because... Her walk was faster than our Arabs' walks, but her running walk was faster than the other CTR horses' trots. So that got irritating pretty fast, but <laughs> Titan actually seemed to like her mare, and he has a nice big trot. So Crystal and I kind of went ahead together, and we ran into all sorts of other riders on the way in because the trail was so insanely looptastic. There were LD riders, endurance riders, CTRs, and novices, just all lollipopping from every which way. Um, but Titan and I were committed to staying with Crystal and Spirit because Titan really enjoyed their company. I mean, I liked it too, but um, 
Titan really liked them. And this would not be apparent to the untrained eye because he was pinning his ears and he was trying to nip and he was hitting like he's going to kick and all of those reindeer games. But that's just Titan being Titan. Um, I could tell by the way his gait picked up that he was actually into these new friends of ours. So I'm not sure when it hit me. But at some point during the ride, I realized that the only other time Titan felt so resistant under saddle was when he got girth galls. And all of a sudden, the whole thing just, boom, made sense to me. It was an epiphany. Dry lot, hangry, tight girth, galls, no forward motion, bam, boom, chakalaka, mystery solved. Well, thanks to Crystal and Spirit, we managed to pull off a second place ribbon to end our season, but the real prize was coming to the realization that my horse is actually quite easy to figure out. If I just take a minute to look at all the pieces and then reflect a bit and then just toss out whatever junk I happen to be thinking and just focus on the whole picture. Every aspect of the sport is like a complex mathematical equation. And then you solve for X, but suddenly Y and Z change. It's a fluid, like mercurial equation that can get you so wrapped up in the details that you miss the obvious answer. So my resolution for next year is to just listen to my horse and quit assuming anything. Because um, what do they say? Uh, assuming just makes a donkey butt out of you and me or something like that. Anywho, happy trails, everyone. Hi, I'm Ruth Casserly. Christina asked me as ride manager to talk about Iron Oak. I resisted. I didn't really know what she might want me to talk about, but never being short on opinions or commentary, here I am. One topic she requested was a bit of history on the Iron Oak ride. Um, it was started and is sponsored, to the best of my knowledge, by MDDA, the Midwest Distance Driving Association. I don't know a lot of the history of Iron Oak. Uh, my husband Tim and I attended our first one-day Iron Oak in April of 2009 at Blackhawk Ridge Park near Sauk City, Wisconsin. Shortly after that, maybe 2010, it moved to Eucharity Campground, more on that in a second, and it morphed into a two-day ride drive in October. Um, in 2012, Jack Shea was the ride manager, and he had a nasty horse wreck a month before the ride. He was in a coma, so the members of MDDA all pitched in to help run the ride. Uh, do you remember Soki Oki? That was quite a memorable year, replete with cold driving rain, last-minute tent rental, rivers of water running through camp. Ugh. Uh, after that, Tim and I were thrust into the ride manager job in 2013 with the able assistance of the MDDA members and friends. Uh, Tim died in July of 2016, after which I have severely leaned on friends and members to staff the ride. Iron Oak 2019 this year was held on October 12th and 13th at Eucharity Campground, which is uh, between Arkdale 
in Nesita, Wisconsin. It's a popular campground because of its pipe corrals for the horses and electricity and water at the campsites. The same campground and trails are used for the Louise Rydell Memorial Ride in August. Uh, the trails are along the Wisconsin River and Castle Rock Lake. They are flat, sandy, rooty, and positively lovely in October colors. Wisconsin weather can be dicey in October. We've had two really cold years in 2018 and 19. Seems like we are due for nicer weather, alas, one of these years. Uh, for the first time in 2019, Iron Oak was co-sponsored by MDDA and ADRA, the Arabian Horse Distance Riding Association. So many people contribute from my co-manager, Alice Hubert, and her all-important and artistic and handy husband, Ray, to the all-important timer and camp cook, to set up and tear down crews, to PNR helpers, to novice mentors, to wonderful friends of friends who deliver water tanks and allow us to borrow ATVs for trail marking. Oh, it takes such a team to coordinate this. My motivation um, to manage Iron Oak is simple. I ride a lot of Umecra rides through the season and feel it's my duty to give back to the organization. One ride per season, I pay my dues in order to ride the rest of the year. My philosophy uh, is to keep the Iron Oak Trail straightforward and applicable to all participants. This makes it easier to mark, easier to describe at the riders' meeting, I may change it for 2020, but for the last several years, we have offered a 55 endurance ride on Saturday and uh, the following on both Saturday and Sunday being a 30 LD, a 30 CTR, a 15 novice, a 15 drive, and a six mile intro drive. Um, on the advice of my ride, ride manager friend, Linda Jacobson, I insist on personally marking my trail. The first year I sent te teams out with trail maps and supplies. Let's just say it did not end well. Um, fortunately, some riders went out to pre-ride the trail on Saturday, on uh, Friday, Friday afternoon, and reported that the signage was a disaster. So four of us went out on two ATVs remarking the trails until 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or I forget what, on Saturday morning. And that was a lesson learned. Um, as I mark, I try to imagine that I'm traveling very fast, like an endurance rider or LD rider, and all the arrows for all turns must be clearly visible before the turn. And also no turn arrows should be visible to a rider or driver unless it's applicable to them. So. I think mostly that uh, philosophy works. Otherwise, um, I am a bit of a spreadsheet queen. Uh, the bulk of my planning and prep work happens before the ride. During the ride itself, my wonderful team runs the show, and I am fairly irrelevant. Um, afterwards, yeah, there's a lot to do, and my method of overcoming it is to do what I can the first couple days, then go to Minnesota to Point Chaser and ride my Sammy to decompress. Then I feel better and I can come back and finish the paperwork. So thank you, ride managers, for hosting rides. If you don't already, please help a ride manager. So come join us next October at Iron Oak. This is Ruth Casserly. Thank you.
Hello, I'm Aiden, and today we'll be talking about Iron Oak. Well, it was very cold, you know. We got there, we immediately started setting up tent. We got there around like 12-ish, and we set up tent. We put the tarps up. We had our buddy heaters, and it was cold, but in our camper, no. It was really warm. We had our cots, our sleeping bags. It was just nice, and then we went on our on our ride, you know, and it was very cold, so we were all bundled up. The ride was really fun, you know, nice trails, really nice vets. Everyone there is just really kind. I really wanted to go to Potluck because I heard that they had chili, and I really wanted some chili, but I fell asleep right before Potluck, and I just knocked out, so I ended up not going, but my mom said the chili was amazing. You know, everyone was nice there, really greeting. It was just all around an amazing, amazing ride. I ride a horse named Mustang Sally. She is full Mustang. We got her around like two, no, like four or six months ago, and I've been riding her in endurance, and I think this is the first year, so we've already done like 275 miles, something like that in her first year. She's been doing really good. She's a smooth ride. She trusts me. I love her a lot. Like, She's a very good horse and all, and I'm just glad that I got her. <laughs> well, that's my story. I hope you guys like it. Have fun. Peace out. Hi there. My name is Tracy Johnson. I live in Cambridge, Wisconsin, which is a small... Uh, village uh, about 20 minutes southeast of Madison. I was asked to uh, talk a little bit about my weekend at Iron Oak, uh, which was October 12th and 13th up in Arkdale at the Eucharity Campground. Um, it has uh, had a couple of uh, different nicknames over the years. Um, Iron Soak back in 2012. I believe there was an Iron Soak Part 2 uh, just a couple years ago. We were going to nickname this one as Burr Oak uh, because it was so damn cold. Anyways, let's see. Where do I even begin? Uh, first of all, I ride an Arabian purebred gelding. Um, his name is Bo, uh, short for Mambo Number no. 5, which is the worst song in the world. I'm sorry if you like it. Um, I have only had him for, oh gosh, maybe five years now. Um, I started back in 2012 with a different Arabian who has been retired and um, is a trail horse for a young family now. Anyways, uh, Bo is normally pretty level-headed at a ride, and I have been playing with uh, using a different bit. So I normally have just a miler, a miler soft port, and um, I switched to a combo bit because I, I was hoping to have a little bit more control uh, going down the trail, especially during those first couple of miles. So I played around with a bit um, at back at home, and I never I had true intentions of taking him outside with the bit, but that just never worked out with weather and time. Uh, but he seemed to respond to it really, really well inside the arena. So we get to Arkdale on Friday. In true bow fashion, um, he was a complete maniac and freak for my vet out, or vet in, excuse me. And a lot of people enjoyed the show. Thankfully, that is not his true colors once he's saddled up. However, he's going to prove me wrong this weekend because Saturday morning, 
I get on and he refuses to move. He won't go forward. He is throwing himself backward, wanting to toss his head down. And at this point, I don't even have the reins in my hands. I'm, I'm not even, I'm just hanging on to his mane. Um, you know, so it's, it's, I wasn't even applying any pressure. Uh, but apparently he uh, was telling me that he definitely did not like the combo bit in the different environment outside of the arena. So um, definitely shame on me. Uh, for for not going through with taking him on a couple of rides outside of the arena. Um, I know better. Most riders know better not to do new things at new rides, but we all like to learn the hard way, don't we? Unfortunately, it set me back about 10 minutes because I needed to switch bits. And then even though I got him to move forward, he at this point was so wound up. Um, he was definitely not my calm, steady Eddie that I can rely on him being. So for 10 miles, I had to brace myself and hold him back because he was literally a lit firecracker under my butt, just ready to explode. So I was riding the 30 comp and had to go really slow. And I knew that if we stayed at that pace, we were never even going to complete within the total max time. So um, for 10 miles, uh, I had to hold him back. And then we had to do a pass through camp and take a different trail out and for some reason that must have flipped something in his head because he became my normal bow underneath me and we finished off though that last five mile loop or however many it was with a super calm sane horse and I got to pick up the speed a little bit by the time we got back to camp for the hold uh, we were we were pretty deep in the hole so we we either needed to either just fold or you know go back out and just try what we could do so went back out um, with a great moving horse he felt amazing underneath me we shaved 30 minutes off our time um, came in 28 minutes late um, so it wasn't too bad so you know and unfortunately that that hit my my score pretty hard and I ended up with a completion so not exactly the way I wanted to end my season but I did end up on top um, all four legs underneath me, um, and that is always a good thing. If anybody knows my history with Bo, that is not always the case when we are riding. So lesson learned, do not try anything new at a ride. No matter how calm and sane and level-headed you think your horse is, they won't be that time that you need them to be. That's all I got. I hope to see you guys on the trail. Bye. Hi, this is Boots from the Midwest. I'm looking out my window this morning, and it's gray and windy, blustery. It's a wonderful October day. Just thinking about some of the rides I've had in October. One of my favorite rides is Iron Oak. I have had quite a few adventures at Iron Oak. Uh, in 2012, my quarter horse partner and I were riding competitive trail and we're shooting for our first top 10 finish at season's end. Uh, we were in the points with a few rides remaining after Iron Oak, and it was important that we complete at least one 25-mile ride there. I journal about each and every ride I do with partner, and I love to look back and see how our rides have played out. So today, I pulled out the journal to see what I had to say about that particular ride. And here are some of the excerpts. What a wild weekend! Went to Eucharity on Friday and the temperatures were around 60 degrees with brilliant blue sky and no clouds. Oh, but the storms were predicted to come, and come they did. 
The rains began around 10.30 p.m. and didn't stop. We must have gotten at least four inches, and with the lightning and thunder, <laughs> wow. A few years back, I had made the decision to pull out of a ride at Eucarity because of the rain and lightning. I felt bad for the rest of that weekend, so in spite of the weather this time, I was determined to go out on the trail. I got partner ready to go, but 15 minutes before our out time, I decided that I really did need those rain pants. What a hoot that was, trying to get them on over my boots. It didn't work well, and I was in a panic that I was going to be late. After calming myself down, I managed to get all the gear on in the right order and remounted partner in time to lead the pack out onto the trail. There were six of us riding. Max was on Andy and offered charm to John. It was so nice of her, and I know John appreciated the ride. Then there was Linda J on Ruby, Laura H on Maggie, and Laura S on Murphy. Off we went through the lightning and pouring rain. We came into the hold at around two hours ride time, giving ourselves two hours, 15 minutes to complete the last 13-mile loop. I tossed partner's cooler on him, and he went after the hay bag like he was starving. The 40-minute hold went by pretty fast. My hands were so cold I had a hard time getting partner's equipment adjusted correctly. I had to remove my glasses because foggy and rained on, they were pointless. Good thing partner knew where he was going. The Castle Rock trails are sandy and can take quite a bit of water, but the routes get slippery. We slowed way down on the second loop so our horses wouldn't lose their footing. Consequently, our group took a 27-minute time penalty, but our horses came in sound. At the final vet check, I took off partner's tack and threw on a cooler and a rain sheet. We went to the pulse area, and he was at 12-2. I heard several other PRs, and most were around 10-2 or 11-3, so I figured we lost that battle. Then came our trot-out. In a paddock next to the trot-out area was a little gray horse, and he had what looked like a sock with a ball in the toe in his mouth. He was twirling the sock around and running back and forth, having a gay old time just amusing himself. Well, my partner saw that and got big. I mean, he became a giraffe, and he puffed way up. He was snorting and blowing and really in a tizzy looking at that silly sock thing. I stepped off for our trot out, and he came with me, but his brain was on that sock. I don't know the last time I thought my boy looked so darn stunning, but he was gorgeous. His ears were on high alert, his mane was flowing in all directions, his tail was flagged over his back, and he was high-stepping all through the trout-out. By the time we got back to the vet, everyone was laughing, especially me. Dr. Wes only assessed us 10 points for lameness and tiredness. I took him back to the trailer and let him eat hay for a while. Then I fixed his mash with warm water so his belly would be warm, and I put him back in the round pen, which by then was under two inches of water. Finally, it was time to get myself into dry duds and then a nap. Dinner that evening was ham, and it was delicious. Then they handed out the score sheets. Partner scored 345. I knew from Max that we had beat Linda by a few points, so I figured we'd take third place and be very happy about it. Well, Laura S. took fourth, which pushed us up into second. There were my ten points for the whole ride weekend. But much to my astonishment, they called Laura H.'s name for second place. My jaw hit the floor. 
partner and I had taken first place. We beat Laura H. and Maggie the Machine by one point. What a hoot. And bonus, partner was high point. That little horse and sock, I need to bring them to more rides, I think. We decided to take our 11 points and head home on Sunday. It was storming all Saturday evening and Sunday morning, and the reports were not very promising. So we loaded the boy, said our farewells, and home we went. Certainly was heading to Point Chaser and Big River. Maybe, just maybe, Boots and her big quarter horse can actually get that Umecra jacket. Well, those are my recollections from Iron Oak, aptly renamed Iron Soak 2012. But then there was 2017. This time, partner and I were riding limited distance, and our companions were granddaughter Madison and her equine, Cheyenne. Once again, the weather was cloudy gray with temperatures only in the 40s. Madison's attire was hilarious. She wore a long sleeve shirt, sweatshirt, frog togs, two pair of riding tights, long socks, gloves, and her hit air vest. Honestly, if she had fallen over, she wouldn't have been able to get up. The horses were happy to go out on trail and get out of their muddy paddocks. The rain held off for the first 15-mile loop. Ruth sent us on some terrific trails, avoiding rooty parts near the river. We spent very little time on the sand road, which can get boring, did the lollipop loop, and the mushroom hunter woods. On the second loop, we didn't get far out of camp before it began to rain, and soon we were soaked. Maddie's rain pants kept creeping up her legs, and the water started filling her boots. What a treat to be out in the woods with an 11-year-old that is quite uncomfortable. With about five miles left, she was pretty much toast. Soaked, coughing, frozen hands, and exhaustion were setting in. But she's my granddaughter and sucked up her courage and determination and rode on. She vetted through with Cheyenne, and then Grandpa took over. She headed to the trailer to recover while we tended to the horses. By the time I got back to the trailer, Maddie had the place steamed up. She was sitting in front of the heater, and all her wet clothes were hanging over everything. Welcome to Soaky Oaky 2017. I must say that the stories of Iron Oak definitely become legend the more they are told. I'm sure this year was no exception, nor will, the, will be the years to come. If you haven't had the opportunity to ride Iron Oak, you are missing something special. Lots of work goes into making this challenging event. Well run by the Midwest Distance Driving Association member Ruth Casserly and her crew. Well-marked trails, yummy food, and terrific people with which to share the trails. Love, Iron Oak. To finish is to win. Hi, my name's Kim Fossler, and this is my first endurance podcast. So before I get to talk to you about the Iron Oak ride in Wisconsin, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about myself first. I reside in Scalesmount, Illinois with my husband. We own and run Scalesmount Sinclair Service together, which is a gas station, auto repair shop, and feed store. I have been riding ever since I can remember, probably four or five years old. I would say my passion for horses came from my mom. She used to ride when she was younger and had horses and um, would tell me about them. And also, my dad sold hay to an older gentleman that lived just up the road from us when we lived on the dairy farm. And Ed 
raised Shetland ponies. So I loved to go deliver hay to Ed's place with my dad so I could feed the Shetlands and ride them and just play with them. And finally, one day, dad decided that um, he would trade some hay for a pony. And that is when I really first started riding. Um, So Major was my first Shetland. And I would say where I got my skill of riding from, because we all know ponies, if there is a fence, they're going to rub your legs on it. If there's a low tree branch, they will take you under it. They kick, they rear, they bite, and they're just plain naughty. And so that's what I would say. How I got my skill of riding is from a pony. I started endurance riding, I believe it was like 2011. I'm friends with Guy Worthington. And when I met him, he was talking about endurance riding. And I was really curious as to what endurance riding was because I'd never heard of it and and always liked to ride horses. So I visited their farm one day and they took me on a real short conditioning ride and kind of told me about the sport and introduced me to their horse Corona. Then from there invited me to go to an endurance ride with them. So we conditioned for probably about a month and Went to my first endurance ride, which was Endless Valley, and had a great time on Corona. And I would say that is when the endurance bug really bit me. I loved the sport from day one. I liked the people. I loved being around the horses. I loved the compassion they showed for the work that the horses are doing. That is really what made me want to continue with the sport and, and join in and look for my own horse. So I looked for a horse and found my current horse, CJ and conditioned in 2011 and started riding in the novice division in 2012 and did really well together. And then we did three years of LD and then moved on to the endurance, which we are still riding together. Um, I think total total miles, competition miles, we have over 2,000 finally. Endurance miles, we are just shy of 1,500. So we're, we're like a ride and a half short to get that 1,500 mark this year. CJ is 13, and I'm really hoping that we have many more years together. Um, He is everything that I look for in a horse. He's goofy. He's got a big heart. He's always puts everything into his rides in your face. Just an absolute lovable horse to be around. Uh, So now I'm going to talk to you about Iron Oak and how this year's ride went for us. I started packing for Iron Oak on Monday before the ride this year. Wednesday, I saw the weather, so I put a few more warm things in the trailer for myself. And Thursday, I saw the weather again, and I packed more warm stuff. And I packed every sheet, every cooler, 
and every winter rug for that horse that I had available because it was going to be cold again. But we were expecting the chance of snow. So woke up and goodness, the wind had picked up overnight. It was crazy windy and it was really cold. So that was very challenging. I can't say I've ever rode any rides in the snow until this year. And I rode my last 19 miles of Iron Oak in snow squalls and some rain. And we just put our head down and we continued on and had a spectacular ride this year at Iron Oak. I can say the best part of the ride, well, I can say I have two really good parts of the ride. The first one, riding my first ride in the snow. I know it's not everybody's goal and it really wasn't a goal of mine, but it was something fun. I can say I did and we've done it now. Do I want to do it again? Not really, but if I'm forced to, yeah, I'll do it again. And my second most memorable part of the ride was catching up to my friend, Lindsay. She got ahead of me on the first loop and I knew she wasn't ever very far ahead of me, but I just couldn't catch her. And on the third loop, we go, we go through camp. And then after we go through camp, we do a real short, like four and a half mile lollipop loop out next to the, to the lake. And Um, I caught her about a half a mile outside of camp and I was so excited to catch her because I knew that would help both of our horses finish out a tough ride because it was so chilly and it was just kind of miserable with the rain and and the snow. So um, I told her, let's finish together and and have a good last four miles. So we we had a great time and, and finished with good, healthy horses. I love Iron Oak venue at Arkdale because of the lake view is one. Um, This time of year, the leaves are turned or turning and usually falling, riding between the pines. It it really is just a very pretty place to ride. If even if you wanted to trail ride, it's just, it's very pretty. I, I really enjoy Arkdale. I like the campground because we have electricity and it's a very clean place to ride and stay with your horse. The ride management for this ride, love them. Ruth is great. She marks the trails. Awesome. There's never any question when you're riding a ride of Ruth's of where you're supposed to go. And so I would say that's what really keeps me coming back to Iron Oak if we're able to go at the end of the season and we just have a good time. One good memory about this is if I figured right, we finished Iron Oak in about seven hours, which is not super slow for a 55 mile ride. I would say it's a nice mid pack finish and we finished dead last. I turtled a ride. I've never turtled a ride ever, but I can't say finishing a 55 mile ride in seven hours is turtling. So, um, it just makes it all more fun. I finished with a happy, healthy horse for my season and we accomplished so much again this year. I'm really hoping that the weather cooperates so 
we both can kind of get a few rides in over winter to help keep our condition and maybe start the season out next year a little above where we started this year. So that is my podcast for today. And thanks everybody for listening. Hi, this is Sarah Carlson. I'm an endurance rider from central Minnesota. I live in outside of a small town called Motley. And I'm not too far from several rides that are close to me, but I got this, uh, I saw the request for recordings about Iron Oak. So I thought I would tell you my story about Iron Oak and kind of how I got there. I had actually started endurance riding. I did my first novice rides, two of them in the fall of 2016. And then in 2017, I started competing on my mare, Mischievous Artemis. And, uh, she injured herself this spring, uh, about 38 miles into a 50. She um, popped her check ligament, and so she's been out for the season. And that started my search for another horse. Um, I've kind of always wanted to be competing on two horses, and so I started horse shopping in earnest after she was injured, and we decided to have her bred. I had when I started the year, I had four horses, and I, I now have seven, which tells you a little bit about how my horse shopping went was not the most fun experience I've ever had. But uh, the end of July, I found a, an eight-year-old gelding named Seamus. And I tried really hard to find him a new name, but it just, it just, Seamus really just stuck with him. But his story was he had been owned by a woman who spent her winters in Arizona and her summers in Minnesota. And she uh, trail rode. She had logged her trail miles and probably had ridden him Three or 4,000 miles of trail riding. And so I thought he would be just perfect for getting ready to start an endurance. He was trained in Western Pleasure, so he knew how to do a sweet little jog, and he has this nice little canter, and um, he can be a little reactive to things. And he was a, an, a lone horse, so he's had some separation anxiety issues since he came to live with us. But the very first ride I took him to was called Bra Buster, and it was a couple of weeks after I bought him, and we did the 25 um, competitive trail ride, and that was at the same venue as Iron Oak, so in Wisconsin. I had set a goal. Some friends of mine were planning to go to AHA Distance Nationals, and Seamus would need 100 miles of competitive trail ride to qualify for the Distance Nationals um, CTR, so that was kind of the goal that we set for him. We did the 25 at um, Brabuster, and then I took him to Charity Cup, which is a ride about 10 minutes from my house in Pillsbury State Forest. Really hilly ride, beautiful ride, and he did 25 miles there. And then he did a 30 at Run for the Ridge, which is also only about an hour and a half from my house. Um, I was going to ride both days there, but he actually was a little bit off the next morning. He had gotten some cellulitis from uh, interference with his um, shoes. We had sh put shoes all the way around on him, and his heels weren't quite level, and that caused him to start interfering. So we had ended up pulling those shoes, but he had, he had that little bit of cellulitis, and he also had scratches going on, and I typically use hoof boots, so it was really hard to use. I, I didn't want to use hoof boots with his scratches. So that was why we ended up shoeing him. For Run for the Ridge, we actually put um, glue-ons, my farrier and I did for the first time, on his back feet, and those worked great. 
Um, so then when we went to Iron Oak, um, that was just a couple of weeks ago, it was really, really cold. Um, Iron Oak, um, the weather was windy, kind of nasty. It was the same weekend that North Dakota got hit with the blizzard and um, rain uh, in Minnesota. And we actually didn't have any rain, but it was just really, really cold and windy, very windy. So we vetted in um, the night before and then we kept them, kept the horses bundled up, blanketed, trying to keep them warm for the next day. And then uh, started out on the CTR, I think we left camp, um, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Usually the CTRs start after all the endurance LD horses have gone out. So I was riding with um, three of my friends and mentors, and um, things were going along just fine at Iron Oak until we got to the second water tank on the trail. And they had marked the water tanks with little... Um, signs like on little fence posts with plastic signs so if you needed rescue or needed to get a hold of ride management they you'd know where you were well anyway Seamus got the sign um, kind of I rode him around the back side of the water tank and he um, he got that wrapped up in his back legs which caused him to spook rather significantly and then he um, he got into some trees and bushes and long story short I ended up coming off of him and I wear a point two air vest, so that was really good because that, you know, you hit the ground and it, it doesn't really hurt. And one of the things I always try to do when I come off my horse is hang on because I don't want to lose my horse. So I hung on to him really tight and he ended up stepping on my leg. Um, it was it was rather painful. Um, after uh, just a second, I, he he went maybe 30 miles down the trail and I stopped, got up retrieved him and walked back to where my uh, riding partners were standing and I just felt really lightheaded like I was maybe going to pass out so I gave him to uh, Susie who I was riding with and she took the took the two horses over to graze a little bit and I just sat down for a few minutes Um, after a few minutes I got back up and got on my horse. And the way that the trail for Iron Oak worked was that you did about 10 miles out and then you did a trot by in camp and you did the last five miles of the 15 mile loop. So everyone said, gosh, we're going to ride through camp. If you want to, you know, stop, we can leave you here and we'll keep going. And I thought, well, my head seems fine. Um, My leg hurts, but you know, all's good. So we just decided to keep going. Um, The trails were really nice and sandy, um, not too much mud given all the wet conditions. um, And mostly it was just really windy and cold. Because of the weather the previous day and it being so cold, we were going to glue on renegades on his back feet again, but my ferry and I were both super concerned that the glue wouldn't have set. So we just didn't even try that. And I ended up putting on an older pair of strap-on easy boot gloves that I had used and uh, rode him in those that day. And on that latter part of the second loop, um, one of the folks I was riding with said, gosh, Sarah, your boots are, your straps have come loose. So I, I got off my horse to check and they were just so caked with sand. The Velcro had really worn out on these, on these gaiters and <laughs> probably needed to be replaced. Um, so I couldn't really get them to close 
he ended up losing one of his boots. And then um, I actually jumped off to take the other one off because I just didn't want him to be riding unbalanced and kind of had forgotten that I had gotten stepped on. And so that was the second really painful part of that day because my leg was really sore then when I, when I jumped down off the horse. Got back on and headed back into camp, finished that loop. We had our, our hold where, again, it was just really all hands on deck to keep the horses warm. Um, we had um, wool coolers. Um, I have a really heavyweight wool one that has a big, large neck to kind of really cover the horse. And actually, we put winter blanket on over the top of that during the hold just because we did not want the horses to get chilled. And there were lots of, um, I think the coldest place we were all day was the vet check because the wind was just howling through there. But there were lots of people around um, willing to help um, get blankets on and off. We would need to pull the blankets so the vet could see uh, the horses trot and make sure that they weren't lame. Um, but the, the horses went back, to, went back to the trailer. They ate good during the hold. I ended up switching out the easy boots for some renegades took a look at my leg and decided I would swap out my tall boots for a pair of half chaps to offer a little bit of support. And we went back out and finished. Um, the second loop of the 30 was, was actually the same loop we'd done previously, so another 15 miles. But the trails were um, just, it's really pretty. It goes along a river and there's lots of woods and trees and um, kind of winding. And there's some nice, there's some like forest roads that you ride on there. We just really enjoyed the ride at Iron Oak. So one thing I thought I should share a little bit about since it was so cold this ride is there was a lot of debate about how many layers should we actually wear. I'm from Minnesota, as I said, and I typically ride all winter long, but oftentimes in the winter we're going a little bit slower. As we all know, you get trotting, you get warm. But I did opt for pretty much exactly what I wear when I go winter riding, other than I would wear warmer, warmer footwear in the winter, but I wore a pair of fleece-lined leggings that I just got at Costco, and then I have a pair of winter riding tights that I put on over the top of those, and then I wore a pair of wool socks and just my regular riding boots, and then on the top I wore three layers, so I had a under under um, under layer, kind of a long sleeve shirt, kind of jacket. And then I have my AERC jacket that I actually love riding in. It has pockets and it's warm, but it's not heavy. And then over that, my um, .2 vest, which obviously came in handy at this ride. And then I have a Barcaleva, I think they're called. It goes underneath my helmet. And I also got that at Costco. Really thin, um, comes all the way down, keeps my neck warm, keeps all the wind out of my ears. And um, with all of that on, we were actually quite warm um, out riding, so ended up unzipping a couple of the top layers. Um, but it was so cold during the hold that I don't think I actually uh, took off too many layers, just knowing that it was it, you didn't want to get chilled. And we actually had some snowfall during that the, during that last loop. There were snowflakes coming out of the sky, but um, overall, we had a great ride. So thanks for hearing my story. Hello, my name is Julie Elijah Barker from Ransom County, North Dakota. We traveled through a blizzard to attend the Iron Oak event in Wisconsin. This was the longest trip we've made to attend an event. With the blizzard at home, my son's school was closed, so we decided it was fate. 
we needed to load and go. It was supposed to be a seven hour trip, but with bad roads and a blown tire on the trailer, it took us over 10 hours. My son, Marco Kellogg, had a great ride on Saturday, completing a 30 LD and finishing fifth and winning best condition. On Sunday, I was lucky enough to complete the 30 LD riding my 12 year old Spanish Mustang, Arrow E New Blue Deal. We finished fourth right behind Marco and his mare. This spring, my goal was to finish 125 LD by the end of summer. I was able to complete my goal of finishing not only one, but three rides. We have placed very well in all of them. I contribute this to my horse as he does have it in his blood to do this sport. His maternal grandsire is Chief Yellow Fox SMR 653 who received multiple AERC awards, including the Jim Jones Award. Also, his granduncle being Chief Half Moon, who also received multiple Mindra, Umecra, and AERC awards. Deal is a lot of horse, and pleasure rides with friends have become a challenge. I feel like I wanted to give Deal an opportunity to be happy so I entered him in a 25 LD. His head throwing immediately improved following the 25. After another month of conditioning and another 25 LD, he become easier to ride and an overall happier horse. He likes to move out. He didn't like being held back to move at a slow speed while pleasure riding. I no longer ride him with friends that ride slow I have another horse for that, and I'll never do that to deal again. He's big and pushy and impatient. He's opinionated and determined. I've been told we share a lot of the same characteristics, and if that's the case, I guess I'm okay with those attributes. My husband does not care for deal, and I'm wondering if I should be nervous that maybe that he doesn't care for me either, since deal and I are so much alike. This summer has been quite an adventure and a learning experience. I played the pit crew for Marco at most races. I learned a lot about legs, feeding, holds, and taking care of the rider. Obviously, I wish I was riding every one of the races, but being a pit person is worth the time for the education alone. I've met some of the most fascinating people that have shared their knowledge with me. I've observed vet checks and horses that have allowed me to further my understanding and knowledge of the horse. Iron Oak was the last event of the year that we will attend. We have cattle to bring home and feed to put up for those cattle. I have no idea how many rides we'll make it to next year. I'd like to complete a 50 on deal. Again, I know he can do it. I need to get caught up to him. I hope the deal finds enough satisfaction in doing LDs so that he can tolerate the ranch work that I need to get done on him. I enjoy the big bull that he is too much to find a different horse for that job. So we'll see you down the trail. Ride on. Hello, my name is Marco Kellogg. Um, I'm from Ransom County, North Dakota. And, well, it was quite the trip from North Dakota to Wisconsin. We got a flat tire. We started a little bit later than we 
wanted to. It was supposed to be a seven-hour trip, but it ended up being about ten hours. Overall, it was really great. We we left Friday morning. We got there Friday around five or six, and that was really cool because um, earlier in the summer, we would leave Friday around five or six and get to the races around eight or nine, nine or ten, and we'd end up missing the ride meetings, and so we'd just have to ask our questions to the ride managers, but at Iron Oak, it was pretty cool to get there and be part of the ride meetings. It was just a great experience. As far as the ride, it was really great. I went out on Saturday morning on my on a 30 on my mare, early yellow dog, and that was really something to see that country. I really liked how everything was set up. I liked the trails. The trails were really great. I really liked how it was set up, the the loops, and then that, there was a little four-mile loop that was really cool. I don't know why it was cool. It was just really cool to me. And the ride meetings, like I mentioned before, that was fun that Friday night for Saturday's race. But Friday night, there was a ride meeting, and I just remember I couldn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, this wind come up out of nowhere, and all, all of a sudden, the tents were flapping, and I don't think you could hear a single thing over any of it. I about got thrown around, but it's all part of the experience. It was, it was cold though. It was a cold experience. There was there was a really nice vet there. I tried to go to him every time. All the vets were nice. Uh, Wes was his name. I I really liked Wes. He was he was something else. Just overall over the weekend, got to know a little bit about him. At first, I thought he was kind of tough and a little brash, but as I got to know him and what he spent that little bit of time with him during the holds and the checks and he's a pretty cool guy I, I i really appreciate wes for everything he did i appreciate all the vets for what they did for that race it made the experience very much enjoyable Every, everyone made it enjoyable but i really appreciate the vets like i mentioned uh, the mayor we call her her name's arrowy yellow dog we'll call her dog or um the mayor oh she was amazing on saturday we went out on the 30 in the morning and I kept hearing about, oh, you'll, there's these roots, there's all these roots around. And, and I noticed a few places where there were roots, but I didn't really, like, oh, there's all these roots. I didn't see that, all these people were talking about. And it wasn't until Sunday when I went out with my mom that her horse kept stumbling. Not too bad, though. It was, he was stumbling on the roots, and that's when I kind of put two and two together. That mare was dancing around those roots and just changing her her pace and her stride to go around and over the roots and that's why we didn't really stumble all that much because she was watching out and dancing around all the roots and it just made me more appreciative of that mare and this and this is truly I think a good sport for her she's she's really taken a shine to it and ha so have I from even from the first race we did this summer down in down out west it was we were kind of rough I mean but we pulled through it and we both enjoy it and we both enjoy it she's she really enjoys it I, I remember I don't remember if it was mosquito run we were doing and after that one I think that one was my last race for the summer because I had school starting up and we kind of quit doing races and I stopped I rode her every now and then but just it was getting busy I couldn't ride that much we were getting hay and all that, and one night I was walking into the barn because we'd just gotten a load of hay, 
And I look out, and she's sitting by the water tank. Her head's kind of low. And I just remember looking at her, and she... And then I just said, you know what, we're going, we're going for a ride. So after the, we got done stacking bales, I halted her. That's a task on its own, but I halted her, took her out, and put the saddle on her, and we started going out in just a little six-mile loop. It was supposed to be a six-mile loop. I don't know how much we did, but, boy, as soon as she started trotting, you could tell she enjoyed it. She was back to her old self again, fun-loving and raring to go, so she really enjoys this as much as I do. But I, I didn't start out on her. I When I was a junior, I'd started out on my gelding. He was oh, about... I don't remember how old we were. You know, he's kind of more laid back and mellow. And But I I did every my first everything on him. So I decided, I don't even know how I got into it, but I went to a race, and that was in, like, October, I think. And we completed that one. So then we were looking for another one. We went out to Maplewood, and that one we ended up getting pulled, and there was another one we ended up getting pulled on. I don't know, that was kind of disheartening for me. So we kind of quit for a couple of years. I think that was back in 15. And so four years later, here we are in the summer, just started up again with that mare. And my, boy, what a difference it's been. And nothing against that gelding, but that that it's just that mare's sport. She, she really takes to it. And for good reason, I think her grandpa has some history with it. I don't really know everything off the top of my head. I should have written it down. I think... He won the Jim Jones Award, I think. I think he held that award, if I remember right. And and it's it's a little weird being a riding a Spanish Mustang with all those Arabs, but it's I don't know, nothing against any horse, but I don't think I'd want to do it on any different horse. I think I'd I think I'd stick with the mare through anything. Back to Iron Oak, there's well, I guess there's one thing. When this will be the last thing I say. When we were going out, my mom and I, on that Sunday, we went out, and we were coming back on our, it was our second loop, and we were going off on the four mile. For some reason, I don't know what came over me, but I just let out this horrifying Comanche war whoop. <laughs> and my, I think my mom pretty near got shocked off her words. <laughs> and that was pretty funny, just... I don't know what came over me why I did that, but it was pretty fun to do. Um, no, Iron Oak was an amazing experience. Uh, I really liked how everything was set up. The trails were beautiful, the great scenery, and I hope I can do it again next year. Grace, Grace, and more Grace. Where do I begin? It's Chris again. So right before Iron Oak, everybody was keeping an eye on the weather, that is for sure. We had taken the dogs to the sitter. We had our house care covered, our horse care covered, and even the chickens care was arranged. The trailer was fully loaded with enough snacks to keep our kids happy all weekend. We packed a little extra of everything for us and Grace. And just when you think You've packed everything. In the back of your mind, you do know you probably forgot something. And we were not very far down the road, and I realized I had forgotten her rump rug. 
So I had brought in winter blankets, I had brought in coolers, everything else except the rump rug because it had been on a different saddle. So I went to Facebook and right away said, does anybody else have a one to sell Does you know, up there at Iron Oak? Because now we're on our way and I know I'm going to need this. And in a pinch, I could probably tie something else back there on her rump. But I was hoping to have like the real deal. So it would have the weights in it to keep it down. And I did get an offer from, from Lindsay Nichols that she would have one for me there. I had a couple other offers. And when we were there, Jen Moore came up. Thank you, Jen. And she said she would, and she said she would borrow one to me. But I, I don't like to borrow stuff too much. But thank you, Endurance family. I was I would have borrowed one, but I wanted to buy one. And so do you know what? Who had me covered? Keep them covered had me covered. So I was lucky enough that in our Umecra group and coming to that ride, somebody pointed out that Kimberly Fossler sells rump rugs and that she might have one. And I love the name of her company. It's called Keep Them Covered Rump Rugs. And it's on Facebook. And in the show notes, I'm going to provide a link. And I was able to buy the one she brought along that was extra. And I was very happy. It's in the colors that Junior usually has, which is green and blue with plaid. And she had the weights for it. It worked perfectly. I'll tell you later uh, on in this story about how this wind really blew up when you went past the river. And I thought for sure that rump rug was going to blow up over Grace's hind end and blow off to the side. And it didn't move at all. I was very glad because Grace was a little wound up at this ride. And also because she had never worn a rump rug before. I had never tied anything back there before. But she was great. She was okay. So big shout out to Kimberly for having one for me to buy. And thank you, Lindsay. And thank you, Jen, and everybody else who offered to loan me one. I appreciate it so much. Extra food, blankets, batteries, flashlights, bridles, etc., etc. You get the picture. All week, we had been watching carefully the weather as it approached. The forecast was not good. Night temps were to be close to freezing with a rain and snow in the forecast. But God bless Jim. His attitude was, let's load up and go, babe. If we get up there and it's too bad, you can always come back home. So I just have to say, wow, and thank you. God bless me with a good man. So away we went into the very uncertain weather forecast. Grace was beyond wound up when we parked. And it had gone from earlier in the week when I had taken her out for a ride to keep her loose. She was warm at the walk and sweaty. Just It was that warm and she had already started to grow her coat in. But now it was so cold we were starting to see flurries. I turned her into the round pen at the campgrounds to let her work off some energy and I saw some fancy moves from her and some prancing that I had never seen before. Obviously, the little dressage horse breeding in the background showed up and she was passaging as if she was crossing an Olympic arena. I thought, this is not working. <laughs> the other horses are coming up to the fence to challenge her and she's obviously not calming down. She's getting more excited, which is very much not like grace 
So although she looked gorgeous, I got the rope and asked my son to help me with the gate and hold the gate to please help keep her in there while I was in there. It's kind of a tricky gate. And I took her out for a walk instead. So we walked around the campsites a few times and we went way in the back. I wanted her to see everywhere. She had already seen in August and just calm her down. She just still wasn't herself. And then I saw Tracy Johnson and her husband and their lovely dog. And I just stopped to say hi and ask about their dog. And we just chatted for a while and Tracy petted the horse and we just stood there and talked and talked and Jim came over and then Grace just was like, okay, all is good. She just needed to to stand and chat apparently and so did I. So now that she had calmed down, we got in line to go vet in. The vet had a lot of nice things to say about Grace and how well she trotted out and listened, which would not have been true 20 minutes earlier. But I do have to say she really was looking good, and I was happy that we had followed the program we had all summer. The riders' meeting was huge. Jim and I, as we walked away from the meeting, we stopped and snapped a photo, but it was it was only the comp riders that were left under the tent. If, if I post a picture of that photo on the Facebook group, you'll see how long that tent was, and it was packed. Inevitably, in the middle of the night, I get up to check on my pony a few times. She was not settled in after the high winds kicked up even higher. It was blowing everything around, and our campsite was right next to one of those large, circular, domed metal buildings, and it had a huge tarp. Like, whatever tarp you think you've seen that's big, this is a bigger tarp. But it wasn't secure anymore, and it was flapping quite a bit. And Grace was restless. So I came out, I grabbed a fresh bag of hay and emptied it into the, onto the ground instead of having it hanging up. Then I took her other hay bag and I dumped that there. And I just sat and petted her and talked to her. And then she was fine. I think she just was a little rattled by the wind and the cold. And she just wanted to know she wasn't alone. So she settled in for the rest of the night. In the morning, she was ready to roll. This well-marked trail is beautiful and never disappoints, particularly this second weekend in October. These trails are far more beautiful than I was able to convey in pictures. I snapped a few photos as I was going, but I was more interested in riding in the moment than taking pictures this day. Riding, navigating, etc., raiding my horse to make sure she didn't go too fast, Those were my top priority. A few times I did snap a few quick photos, though they absolutely did not do the scenery one bit of justice. Many of the most beautiful scenes I was trotting through and I just could not stop to take a picture of. Most memorable were the scenes created by a glowing rising sun on the first loop. There were stands of pine, there were stands of young, white birch and there were stands of mature white birch along different portions of this trail. Intermingled beautifully were pines and hardwoods and it was just a wonderful blend of evergreens 
birch, silver birch, and other hardwoods. One section of woodlands had beams of light just piercing into the darkness of the forest. The contrast was breathtakingly beautiful, especially given that the high winds were sending gold leaves sailing sideways, floating much further than usual, and they were glowing on this beam of light. It was spectacular. Thank you, Ruth, for sending us that direction that we could catch that morning light. Even though there were leaves carpeting the floor of the forest, there were still a substantial amount of trees holding on to their leaves, and it just made for a beautiful scene to ride through. All of this while winding through the trails at a good regular trot, and everywhere we looked in this section of woods, it was just heavenly. There were various shades of orange leaves thickly carpeting the forest floor and trails. Sometimes you take the photo, and sometimes you just take it all in. You treasure the experience in your heart and hope your mind can hold on to the beauty that surrounded you. This day, this morning, it definitely reminded me of the saying, into the woods I go to lose my mind and find my soul, because that's what Iron Oak does for me. There is something so cathartic about venturing through nature on a mission with your horse, having a goal in mind that you have trained for, and now you are competing in the event that you had marked on your calendar since the previous year. Not only that, Grace is so special to us. She is the perfect blend of both of her parents, both horses which we owned and loved so much. Grace is a snuggle bug. Grace is the kind of horse you hate to say goodbye to after chores and you wish you could bring into the house with you. But Jim says no to that one. So sharing these goals, this trail, this weather with her was a complete joy. I love being out on Grace alone. So if you see me with Grace and I don't buddy up to ride with you, please don't be offended. I just treasure that time alone with Grace. I just love being in a zen kind of mode and solo with my Gracie girl. Faith, on the other hand, her sister, I might beg you to be a buddy and ride with me. But Grace, I love to be near the end of the pack in peace, enjoying the quiet beauty of the trail and gaining the miles. Grace felt very confident and strong. She was a little bit pulling at the beginning, thinking that she needed to keep up with the other horses, though I negotiated with her, and she was very light in the rain as usual and easy to communicate with. I was super pleased when I asked her for her first walk break and she was prompt to downshift to a walk. I am so proud of her and how well she lets other horses pass her, how maneuverable she was to the lightest touch of my cues and was so impressed with her. Iron Oak was to be the longest distance that Grace had traveled to this point. We were doing the 30 mile LD. And at around the halfway mark, I could tell that Grace was even stronger at this ride than she was at the last one. And I was confident that the added five miles would pose no physical problem for her at all. Though possibly a mental push through when she thought she was done because she's one of those horses that likes to think she knows what's coming next. And that was exactly the case. She was more than strong at the 15 mile vet check and seemed eager to get back to the trail. During the second loop, it was like she hadn't even done the first loop. She just felt that strong. And now the sun was hidden by clouds and there was something such as a hint of rain or snow in the air. To give you an idea of how windy it was, at one point, the trail briefly opens up by a wide spans of river. 
and it was blasting the wind so hard that there were literally hundreds of white-capped waves bashing into the shore of the river. As we turned back into the forest, right there, these small silver birches were bending hard and the waves of wind were flicking the silver leaves wildly. And I was surely expecting the rump rug to go flying up over her hindquarters, though it stayed put. So even though we started out pretty much last, slowly but surely, Grace passed a few horses on the second loop. One thing I like about Iron Oak is all of the loops and you get to see other riders often. And I did see Jen Moore riding through the woods as I was leaving one of my last loops. And I knew this ride was special for her. She was wearing her Arctic skirt and looked like royalty riding peacefully through the forest on her horse. I'm pretty sure she didn't see us, but we saw her in that sweet moment and we talked to her about it later on. And I told her, you know, you look like royalty riding through the forest. I knew that her and Sydney Rain were about to accomplish their thousand lifetime miles together at this ride, and it just seemed like such a special moment. Another friend, Barb Gardner, was riding her Appaloosa Roman, and he completed 3,000 lifetime miles. And there was yet another rider, Marty Power, and she rode her horse to its 5,000 miles. And Crystal Esqueda rode to her own personal 1,000 miles. To Linda Jacobson and her mare Ruby, they accomplished their 5,000 miles at Iron Oak this year. There were many goals that were met that took years to attain, and Iron Oak was the ride where they accomplished those last few miles to get those milestones. You know, there's always a lot more going on in an endurance ride than what meets the eye. Every rider has their own personal goals, and the placings of the day have nothing to do to tell you with what successes were held in each person's heart and what each rider was trying to accomplish that day. And I am so blessed to have been able to meet my personal goals this year with grace. Even though my goals were much smaller, I still feel so blessed to ride this mare. And I feel even more blessed to get to smile as I rode along with friends who I knew were accomplishing lifetime goals. And this is why I love endurance riding. Just want to say I adore Ruth Casserly. She does an amazing job. I tend to be a rider who easily gets lost. And at Ruth's ride, I have no fear. I mean, she does an amazing job. If you come to an intersection and you think, uh-oh, where am I supposed to go? There's an X there or says, no, don't go this way. And she answers your question before you even have time to ask it. Um, there was never one time at this ride where I was uncertain. You know, ride managers don't do it all on their own. She had amazing co-ride managers with Ray and Alice Hubert. They are such kind people. They are wonderful. And you will definitely get a huge helping of Midwest kindness if you come to Iron Oak. So with that, I want to say thank you. God bless. And thanks to my wonderful husband and my my kiddos who come along and tough out the cold weather, and usually they have a lot of fun camping. I'm not so sure they had a lot of fun camping this time other than eating all the snacks. Though I would like to invite people, if you've thought about going to Iron Oak, let's, let's see you there next year. Promise you it will not disappoint. Ride far, ride well, ride often. We enjoyed having you along for the ride. 
Endurance Horse Podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country. Many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop, a steady trot, or by simply saddling up your favourite horse for an easy ride. Remember, every mile a memory. To share your story on Endurance Horse Podcast, send an email to endurancehorsepodcast at gmail.com.